I'm Andrew Smith, and this is Today in Church History, a place we're reminded that history is truly his story. History is the story of God and the demonstration of his glory in the theater of world events. Today is May 29th, but on this day in history, May 29th, 1660, the young king of the newly restored English monarchy entered London after serving an extended exile in France. His name was Charles II. He was the son of Charles I, who had been beheaded years earlier. This execution of the king was followed by a period of Puritan-led parliament at the conclusion of the English Civil War. The well-known Puritan warrior, Oliver Cromwell, served as Lord Protector during these years and upon his death was succeeded by his son, Richard Cromwell. But by 1660, the monarchy was restored, and on his 30th birthday, May 29, 1660, Charles II, the son of Charles I, was escorted by 20,000 soldiers through the streets of London. Church bells rang, and the crowd cheered. But not everybody was cheering. The turmoil existing in England during this time was at fever pitch. The English people were growing weary of back-and-forth religious policies. First they were Catholic, then Anglican, then quasi-Catholic under William Laud and Charles I. So what sort of policies would Charles II, son of Charles I, enact? Well, such fear led a group of radical Puritans known as the Fifth Monarchy Men to hatch a plan. By no means holding to the mainstream views of Puritanism, these men came into existence during the Commonwealth of the Protectorate. Based on their interpretation of Bible prophecy, they aimed to overthrow Charles II and set up a kingdom awaiting the return of Christ. They believed in a promised fifth monarchy following the Assyrian, Persian, Greek, and Roman kingdoms. If this fifth monarchy could be established, then Christ would reign on earth with his saints for 1,000 years. Such is what they taught, such is what they believed, but such is also what they failed at in their attempt at overtaking Charles II's throne. And such an attempt left Charles II understandably worried. Unfortunately, this small movement of men was not small in the eyes of the king and led to the persecution, indeed a greater persecution, of Puritans. For example, the Corporation Act of 1661 prevented any dissenter, that is, Puritan supporter, from holding office in local governments. Then, in 1662, the Act of Uniformity required all ministers in the realm to follow the Book of Common Prayer. Those unwilling to follow the book were ordered to vacate their pulpits. Some 2,000 did just that in one day alone. Then there was the Five Mile Act of 1665, which forbade Puritan ministers from being within five miles of any city or town in which they had previously ministered. Now, religious liberty is obviously something Americans have always boasted in. Indeed, it is something that led many Puritan-minded people to migrate to the new land. Puritan roots lie deep in the soil of the United States. The reign of Charles II and the attempt of the Fifth Monarchy men is an historical reminder that religious liberty is not something to take for granted. Sometimes it's worth fighting for, perhaps not physically, as demonstrated in the English Civil War, but certainly legally and legislatively. Who Christians vote for matters. Christians bear a great deal of responsibility for securing religious liberty for their own children. These events surrounding the reign of Charles II also remind us that though religious liberties seem to be threatened in some parts of our country, we have not reached the level of violent uncertainty that our forefathers faced in England. 
Now, we may if God wills it, but in the meantime, we should thank God for our religious liberty. We should fight for it. We should pray for it. And while we're at it, we should also pray for those civil authorities that God has placed over us, such as commanded by God in 1 Timothy chapter 2. Paul writes under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is a podcast of Today in Church History. To access more podcasts, you can go to Apple iTunes and simply search for Today in Church History. Remember that history is spelled H-I-S hyphen S-T-O-R-Y. Also, you can visit my website, www.hearttoflame.org. There you'll find an archive of all the previous podcasts, and you'll also find some articles and sermons as well. Until next time, this is Andrew Smith.